is Alicia Christian, and welcome to the Eating Me Podcast. Hey, y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Eating Me Podcast. This is Alicia, and happy holidays, you all. Um, we are at the start of the holiday season, and what better way to kick it off with finding ways to be as stress-free as possible during this holiday season, particularly if you are cooking and hosting uh, family and friends during this time. I thought this would be a great time for Linda Lederman, who joined us in episode seven to come back and share with us some stress-free holiday tips. So for those of you who didn't listen to episode seven, let me share with you a little bit about Linda. So Linda, she is a kitchen confidence coach and the owner of Balabusta Secret, where she helps busy moms with meal planning, prep, and cooking lessons, as well as coaches them on how to serve dinners with side side dishes of games and clever conversations. Whether you're a novice cook or looking to add some oomph to your dinner routine, Linda's are all about making ordinary weeknight meals, extraordinary with speed, ease, Yum, and lots of fun. She does customized one-on-one coaching, and she's actually providing one-on-one coaching now for the holiday season. So if you're looking for um, cooking um, coaching, hit her up. She is um, actually so excited to share her tips with those that need, you know, to find ways to not have such a stressful time during this holiday season. I'm excited for you all to hear this conversation. I always have a wonderful time when I'm talking with Linda, so I don't want to keep you waiting. Without further ado, please welcome Linda Lederman. Hi, everyone. I am so excited to be here today because we have an amazing guest that's back with us on the Eating Me podcast, Linda Lederman, who has the Balbusta Secret. So if you remember Linda from um, our previous episode, she talked to us about, you know, the Balbusta Secret and then also how, you know, we can have a stress-free cooking um, experience as possible. She does amazing work with so many people around cooking, and I'm just really excited to have you back, Linda. She's here to talk to us about holiday cooking and how to like break free of all of the stress that's involved around that. So I'm excited to just jump into this conversation. How are you, Linda? I'm actually doing fantastic and just starting to think about my own holiday planning. So timing is perfect. Right. So before I hit record, Linda was just about to ask me, like, what were my plans for the holidays? Like, well, let's keep this for the episode because <laughs> I'm I'm at a loss right now. Honestly, I just, I just don't know if it's just because I keep cooking the same things over and over again and I want to change it up. Um, and then I'm afraid to do that because then what if people don't like it? Like, so I'm, I'm just kind of there right now with the whole holiday thought, even though next week. You know, I have to cook for, you know, uh, the Thanksgiving um, meal, but I'm just like, what am I doing? So like, help us out. Absolutely. Help me out. <laughs> so, so if it gives you any comfort, I have not planned my menu yet either. So, no way. <laughs> but I will tell you how I get there. Okay. And that's something really important, you know, and maybe some people in your audience have never hosted a holiday, right. you know, or they may be like you, I've been there, done that. 
not really excited anymore. <laughs> you yeah. know, so there's a whole bunch of things you can do um, if you're new at it or if you feel you need a refresher in what you're doing. So let me just start out by saying by now, hopefully everybody should have their guest list in mind. Yeah. And so you have a, you should have a handle on how many people you're having. And what I like to do is not only write down everybody who's coming, but I break it down into adults and kids because mm. what I'm going to try to figure out what I'm going to make and how much I'm going to make, it helps to know if I'm going to have more kids than adults. Well, that's going to change the quantities because if they're little kids, they're not going to eat a lot. If yeah. they're teenagers like my kids, they're going to eat twice as much as the adults. So yeah. start with your guest list. Um, mm. And I always ask my guests, are there any dietary needs or preferences I need to take into consideration? Because right now, so many people have so many issues with their food, whether it is a dietary need or I'm going keto, I'm plant-based, I'm only vegan, I only yeah. want to do high protein. There's a, there's a million things. So when I do make those lists of guests, if they tell me they do have a special need, I put that down also. So mm -hmm. now I'm starting to get organized. Okay. okay. So now you need to start thinking about your party. Is it, What time of day are you going to do it? Is it going to be a dinner time? Is it going to be a lunch time? Are you going to have a lot of time before you serve your meal? Or are you going to have a short period of time? Are people going to be playing sports outside and coming in really hungry? Are they going to be watching sports on TV? Are you going to be playing games? We like to play games before we have our meals. So it right. kind of gets, warms up everybody. Um, so I have to think about, well, what kind of hors d'oeuvres do I want to put out during that period of time? Traditionally, I made the mistake of making too many hors d'oeuvres. So by the time they come to sit down for dinner, they're full. <laughs> Nobody is late for this wonderful dinner and nobody's hungry anymore. Right. So that's another consideration you want to think about. How much time before the meal? Or maybe you're going to have the meal when they come in, but you're going to have them stay longer afterwards. So maybe you need to think about supplemental desserts later on or other kind of notches you could do. So... These are preliminary ideas you need to start thinking about before you even get to your recipes, because you want to have an idea of what you want your party to look like. That is so important because I think about, especially growing up, the amount of food that was prepared and like just in excess. And I don't, I don't know that my, like my aunts and my mom and grandmother, I don't know they even thought about that. They just threw a bunch of food together. So it's like all these leftovers and it became wasteful, you know? So that is, I've never, honestly, never even thought about counting out how many people I'm actually going to have, even though I know that, but I never thought about it in ways of, okay, I should prepare this much food. I would just make literally a trough of food. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to kind of change what you just said. Because okay. I always think at a, a party, abundance is better than scarcity. Okay. You don't want your guests to walk away hungry or you forgot to make enough food of one thing. So I actually do make tons of food, but then I make it a fun way to give everybody leftovers. So I go out yeah. and I buy those Chinese takeout boxes. Oh, I'll fun. put leftovers in it and I'll give them to my guests. And sometimes, you know, they'll say, oh, you know, I just had this turkey. So I'll give them some ideas on how they can repurpose the turkey when mm. they take it home. So it saves them another meal, but it's not like they're repeating the same thing they just ate. So there's nothing wrong with making a lot of food. Right. Make it fun to give away at the end right. of the night. 
and, and you could also repurpose your leftovers and freeze them. Like if you have, if you're making a turkey and you have leftover turkey and your guests have already gotten their fill of turkey, <laughs> make a turkey chili and then freeze mm. that for another day, you know, right. because it freezes and it saves you another meal. So you don't have to feel like, oh my God, I have 55 pounds of mashed potatoes still in my refrigerator. What am I going to do? Right. There's so many things you can do with them. Right. And or freeze them or change them into something else. So don't be scared of the leftovers. Be creative with the leftovers and be generous with what you give back to your guests. No, I love that. And the thing is, like, we would give out food, but then it was, I guess it just wasn't fun. Because it was always like, oh, I'm good. I don't need it. So, yeah, just incorporating some fun way. What I saw the other day, it's funny that we're talking about this. I saw this thing on, I think it was Instagram, and a woman had a disposable cupcake uh, can like um, pan, and it had mm -hmm. a plastic top. And so what she did, she took like an ice cream scooper, and she scooped leftovers in each little um, cupcake section. And that was, that's a, that was so cute. I don't know if you've it's, seen it's it like that. It's a, it's adorable. You could do that when, and with your muffin tins. Yes. You could take your leftover mashed potatoes, even for yourself, put them in the muffin tins and mix them with something else and make like potato pancakes. Right. You know, and serve it completely different. But yeah, muffin tins are great to give your leftovers. And there's a, a million things, you know, and listen, if you don't want to get exotic, there's always baggies and people are very happy to take baggies. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> like one way or another, this food is coming out of here. <laughs> so I love it. So I guess also too, after like the list has been prepared and then the cooking part, like, or, or even just buying the actual ingredients, what I find myself doing is I don't make a list. Now, do you, uh, and then I'm finding myself on that day that I'm cooking, I'm going back and forth to the grocery That's store. That's a recipe for insanity. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Let me backtrack a little bit because you said you don't even know what to make because you're a little tired. Right. So I like to tell people to ask, ask, ask them, well, are you a traditionalist or are you an adventurist? Mm. And maybe you want to mix them both. So right. you may want to say, okay, everybody wants the turkey, but I could be adventurous with my sides. And then start looking for interesting sides to make something that you haven't made. Now, you the goal of this is to keep the stress level down. So don't yeah. pick too many recipes you've never done because then that becomes stressful and you're always looking at the recipe. What's my next step? What do I need to do? But if you can, what I do is I go through my cookbooks. I go through my files on my computer. I go through websites and magazines. It's, it's a whole process for me because right. I like looking at that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll, I'll copy a ton of recipes that I might be interested in way more than I need. And I do it in categories. You know, you have your hors d'oeuvres, you have your appetizers, you have your main course, your sides, my desserts. Um, it's something usually I ask guests to bring. I'm, I'm not much of a baker, although my daughter wants to make some desserts and my son wants to make some desserts this year. So they will, but you know, you, it's also okay to delegate responsibilities at a party because people like to participate. Right. And my only recommendation when you do that is give them a category. Cause if you could, if they say, Oh, can I bring something? And you say, bring whatever you want. You may have five salads and no desserts. So, you know, it helps if you give them a little guidance. Yeah. So this way, you know what you're going to be expecting. And if you know somebody's bringing a green food for your table at dinner time, that's one thing green you don't have to make. Because when right. you're looking at recipes, there's so many factors. You want to look at the ease of it. 
You want to look at the time to prep it and cook it. Can it be served warm? Does it have to be heated at the same time everything else is cooking? Do you have the space for that? You right. know, does, do you have a toaster oven you can reheat in or a microwave, a double oven? How much space needs to be devoted to what you're cooking so everything's done at the same time at the temperature you want it to be? So I'm making all my, my copies of recipes and I have a big pile in front of me for the different categories of the meal. And then I go through them and I think about things like timing, prep. Do I have the refrigerator space for this? Because, you know, that turkey, if you're making a turkey, takes up a ton of space. Do I need right. to put an ice cooler out and put some of the things in a cooler and save my refrigerator space for things that I'm, I'm pre-cooking or partially right. cooking? So, you know, those are the things that I think about when I look at a recipe. And again, so I, I always pick some old tried and trues that everybody right. expects at the table. And I always, always pick a couple of new things. So, and you can go wild on the sides or wild on the appetizers. Right. And that will invigorate you a little bit too, to say, hmm, this might be fun. Or, you know, give it a try. Right. And, um, so then when I have my, when I whittle down the recipes to what I want, I make a shopping list. And I have every recipe in front of me. And let's say I've, I've got onions. Now I know I'm going to need onions for my, my stuffing or my dressing, however you want to call it. Yeah. I use onions inside my turkey when I make it. I use onions in the pan when I make it. I use onions in probably four other dishes. So I'll go through all my recipes and count out how much onions I need. Right. And then on my shopping list, I'll say seven onions or whatever it is. <laughs> so I have one master shopping list. Okay. And so that's going to save you a lot of time because you know how much garlic overall you need, how much, how many apples you might need, depending on what you're putting it in, or fresh right. cranberries, or whatever it is that you're making, phyllo dough, whatever it is, pastry, right. pastry, you know, whatever it is. But if you have a master list of everything you need, then you're not going back to the same aisle five times. Oh, yeah, this recipe needed three onions. Oh, wait a minute, this one needs four, you know, and then you're going back and forth. <laughs> You know, you could spend your life shopping and who wants to do that? <laughs> so organization <laughs> is really key when you do your list. But other things you might want to put on your list so you don't forget, like flowers. Are you going to, where are you going to buy them? Are you going to buy them in your grocery store? Our Trader Joe's have great flowers at really, yeah. really reasonable prices. What are you going to do for your centerpiece? Are you going to use beautiful leaves from the outside and greenery from outside? Are you going to buy something? Are you going to put on the table things your kids made in kindergarten? You know, it could be a million different things, but think about it. And that should be on your list. Are you going to use paper napkins when you serve your hors d'oeuvres? Do you have paper napkins? Do you have paper plates? Do you need forks and silverware for your hors d'oeuvres different from what you're going to have your table set with? Right. So these are the things when you're making your list and I make lists not of what, not only what I need, but where I need to go to buy them. So right. do I need to go to a paper supply store? Is my tablecloth clean? Am I going to use a runner? Do I need candles? What am I going to have on my table? So start getting a vision of what you want it to look at. Like. Am I going to play games that I need things for my games? Do I have an ice bucket for the ice? Am I having hot apple cider? Is my slow cooker functioning? You know, you have to think about all the things you need. You can make a list of the equipment you need to get together, like a slow cooker if you're heating up something. I also take a look, do I have the right serving pieces? Because mm. 
before I have my guests arrive, I make sure that all my platters are out for the different courses I'm going to serve, all my serving pieces are out. So when it comes time transferring them from whatever pot they're in, if they need to be transferred, I have something right there. I'm not going through my cabinets. Where was that white platter? Where was the square pot platter? Everything is always organized right, right. when you white when you need it and where you need it. And that's another list that you can do, you know, right. and over time you get a sense of what you need and what you need to put out. But lists really, really help. But back to your recipes, go through the different sources and yeah. find something that's going to float you both this year yeah. and make it exciting for you and for your guests. Yeah. And then, you know, it's it's wild because as you were saying, that, I was wondering when we are trying new dishes. Right. Because, I mean, I know everyone that's coming for the Thanksgiving holiday, I'm going actually to Indiana for, uh, um, for Christmas, but for now, I think I could have the opportunity to explore more with my family in Indiana. We're pretty traditional. Sometimes we try different things, but for those that are trying something new, should I like inform them like of the menu or should I just kind of like, why? <laughs> okay. Why do you do that? So they can say no. You know, if they haven't told you they're allergic to it, they have every obligation to try it. Right. <laughs> no, let them be surprised. And then you can hear like, ooh, ah, hey, that's pretty cool. Where'd you come up with that? You right. Know, get the accolades you deserve for coming up with something new. Don't give them a heads up. <laughs> I like that. Because I, like I was just, I don't know. I think for me, in some ways, I kind of, I, I want to think the good of certain things. Like, oh, if I give them a menu... But it's like, no, like half people surprise, you know, get surprised. Well, if you want to give them a menu, put it on their place serving. Okay. Right. Okay. You know? And this way they won't say, what the heck is this? <laughs> oh, what's the menu? I told you what it was. Right. <laughs> but um, if they, ha like I said, if they haven't told you dietary restrictions and food preferences, mm -hmm. then you should look at it as everything's game and it's your party and you want to make it festive. Right. That's, you know, your choice. No, I love that. So I guess another thing too, I was wondering when we're talking about the entertainment part, because I know you play tons of games. Mm -hmm. um, is that something that would be something that you would want to, you could delegate or should that be the host creating that part of it as well? You know what I'm saying? Because it's your sure. home. Are you talking about a game before dinner or things at the dinner table? Think of the dinner day, dinner okay. table. So okay. yeah, as a hostess, you can come up with things, and it doesn't have to be that hard. You right. know, you could put um, a little trinket or a toy on everybody's plate, and then they've got to go around the room and say, either how does it relate to their life, what what makes them thankful about it, mm. um, how would they incorporate it into their life if they were in the future and they fought, saw this object, what do they think it would be? You can come up with a million topics to right. anything. And it doesn't take a whole lot of time. Or you could take, make a gratitude jar and put it around and pass it around the table. It's Thanksgiving. People should be grateful for things and thankful for things and let them pull out a question and let them answer it. And people can go around the table and do something like that. Or they can write down what they're grateful for, put it in a jar, have somebody pull it out and guess who wrote it and figure out why. Oh. So there's a million little things you can do instead right. of just arguing about politics or what they did during the week. Exactly. And see, and that that segues into an awesome conversation because I think a lot of people get, they have that anxiety about bringing family 
together, friends together, because sometimes that is a, a, an issue, right? Like it, everything leads to either like a religious conversation or a political conversation. And so bringing in something that's more fun and like, I guess, um, can, like uh, I, I'm blanking on words, but just in terms of like, it actually means something structured. That's what I'm looking for. Yep. Like a structured environment to just bring about good memories as opposed to something turning into a big You know, you, you could do that. That could be one of your topics. Everybody mm. go around, talk about your favorite holiday memory, your favorite holiday food. Who yeah. was the best cook in your family? What did they make? You know, have you tried to make it? There's a million things you can talk about. And, and actually Thanksgiving with family is a great time to talk about family memories because not all our loved ones can be with us. For right. they've passed away or just, they just can't physically be with us for many, yeah. many reasons. So if you can talk about what was the funniest thing your mom did when you were growing up or right. what embarrassed you the most or what are you most proud of as a kid? You know, there's right. a million things that you can make conversations about and, you know, just spend a couple of minutes, you know, as you're working, you know, right. Oh, yeah, this would be a good question, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and to yourself or tell Alexa to remember it, you know, right. <laughs> whatever it is. Right. But uh, it doesn't have to be hard to come up with the questions. Yeah, that's I love that because I, I have memories of where things weren't structured and it would resort into these fun blowouts and you're like it should it didn't have to go that way guys yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and as your hostess that's to me that's part of your responsibility mm, to help the yeah. conversation flow and to make everybody feel warm and comfortable so that's I, I always have that in the back of my mind even if I'm doing a small dinner party I think yeah. about okay well what are good things for us to talk about you know because I think that's part of your obligation as a hostess to, right. to, to make it comfortable. I like that. And I think some people, um, and it's not any fault of theirs, but I think they feel like I provided the food, I provided the space. And I, that's a guest, entertain yourself. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, figure it out, guys. Like, <laughs> exactly. I've done enough. <laughs> I guess also, too, in the vein of like preparing for that day and, and you having time as the host to enjoy the day. I know we talk about like planning, making sure that we're organized and all that, but is, would there be a, um, like a boundary set would you would suggest for the cook, the person that's actually hosting in terms of like when you should cut off all the things so you can be one having fun and then just, you know, also be a great host. So in terms of like your cooking, is there like, okay, at this point I need to just cut it off and just be present with my, my company. There's a couple of things you can do with that. Number one, you can incorporate your guests to help you in the kitchen. Mm. Um, I often do that when I'm serving hors d'oeuvres because I can prep things and then I can say, hey, can you put this together? Can you put these on a platter? Can you do this? How do you want me to do it? Well, you can design it any way you want, I'll tell them. And like, wow, <laughs> you know, okay. <laughs> you know? And now they're, um, they're invested in it, you yes. know, and they feel like they're really a part of the party because then they can proudly put out whatever tray or whatever appetizer they put together that you gave them all the ingredients and you did all the work, but they're helping you. And then you're in the kitchen. It's great with kids to do. It's great with uh, people like to help. They really yeah. do. And it gives them something to do with their time instead of sitting around going humming a humming a humming a sometimes, you know? Right. So don't be afraid to let them help you. Don't be afraid to let them help clear the table. You know, you don't want to be doing that. And if you're organized, you really should have, 
you know when things need to go in the oven, when they need to be finished cooking or when they need to be put in the oven once, while your turkey's resting so something else can be reheated. And that doesn't take a whole lot of time. You know, okay. I, in terms of carving a turkey, I have my brother do it. He's really good at it. I'm happy to pass the baton. It's okay <laughs> to delegate. You know, it, right. it really is. You don't have to be the one stuck in the kitchen. But one way to avoid always being stuck in the kitchen goes back to planning your menu. Yeah. Because if you're making everything that's got to be finished and prepped at the last minute, you're never getting out of the kitchen. Right. But you can serve something that's warm. It doesn't have to be piping hot. Like one of the things I'm, I, I'm probably going to make just because I like to make it. It's a butternut, roasted butternut squash um, with cinnamon on it and, and really autumn seasonings on it. Like apple pie spice. I roasted. It's really delicious. But I'll put it in a salad with baby kale, baby arugula, baby spinach and greens and purple cabbage, maybe some pomegranate seeds, some candied pecans, all of which can be done in advance. Right. And the, the baked squash can be served warm on that salad. And then I'll do a warm um, apple cider vinaigrette on it. Oh, Toss nice. it at the last minute, but that's all done. You know, I, I when I make the salad, I put it in a big baggie or in a, my big salad thing already in the refrigerator. I don't have to do that at the last minute. You know, if I want to warm up the, the the butternut squash, yeah, I can. If I don't, it's still really delicious. Right. So that's a time saver because I know what other dishes need that last minute prep. So again, part of your recipe review, what can I do in advance that's not going to keep me in the kitchen? Your hors d'oeuvres can be prepped days in advance if you're really organized and frozen and then just popped in the oven at the last minute. You know, that doesn't right. require any attention on your part. And if it does require attention, bring in the guests, you know, mm. let, let them help. But you always want to be a part of your party because otherwise you're just the help. Right. And I think so many people fall victim to that. I mean, I've obviously fallen victim to that where I'm just like in the kitchen. And I think too, in some ways as Weird as it sounds, and maybe there's other people that feel this way, but at one point in my life, I felt like if I wasn't like overdoing it like that, like I was, I wasn't slaving in the kitchen, then I didn't produce what a holiday meal should be. Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering, you know, how do we change the minds of those that feel that way? Because I, I felt like that for the longest. Like if I just wasn't in the kitchen and I wasn't cooking, then, then you weren't working hard enough for your guests. Right, exactly. Yeah. But then I'm exhausted yeah. after I, I'm, I'm no good for anybody after I've, you know, cleaned up the kitchen and everything. And then when I finally do sit down, half the people are gone. And yeah. those that are still there, they want, they want me. And I'm like, I have nothing. And you spent, <laughs> you have nothing left. I gave it to you already. <laughs> I gave it to the kitchen. I didn't even give it to you. <laughs> it's so true. Wow. And so like, while I'm thinking of that too, I, we talked before you were sharing that you are offering this stress-free type of um, holiday cooking coaching at this time. So share some information about that. Sure. It's one-on-one -on -one coaching because <clears throat> everybody's routines are different. Their cooking levels or skill level is different. Their quantity of guests is different. Their, right. The supplies they have in their house is different. And if you have somebody working with you and guiding you, yeah, this recipes, these really work great together. Well, this one's going to be really time consuming and this one's going to be time consuming and you can't do much prep for this one in advance. Maybe you want to rethink it mm -hmm. or they have no idea of what to make. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we can go over recipe ideas mm. and find out what their skill level is and put together a menu idea that's really doable 
a time frame of when to do things. Like I'll cut um, most of my onions a day or two before I even start my cooking. And I can put them in baggies and say, all right, right, this one's for the turkey, this one's for this and this and that. So when it comes time to assemble everything, even if you're doing it the day of, you're not sitting there cutting your onions. You're not sitting there doing everything. Everything's been put in baggies or storage bags or, or Tupperware, and you're just plopping it in. Right. I also think about, can I cook it in something that will look good on my table? Mm. Because you want to be very conscious of your cleanup. Yeah. You, know, you don't want to be cleaning for four hours after everybody's gone and you've been slaving on your feet for hours because then... Again, you resent your your company at some point. Right. You don't want to do that, you know. So, you know, if you have some pieces that can be used as cooking vessels and serving vessels, mm -hmm. do that. Save yourself some wear and tear. Right. I love that. I love that. And so um, we'll provide all the information about the one-on-one -on -one coaching in the show notes. So for those who are still like, even after, you know, we, we've talked through this whole podcast and you're like, I still am lost. Reach out to Linda. She can help you. She's yeah. got all the skills. Seriously. You know, it's, I can tell you the concepts broadly now, but when you work with me, we apply it. That's right for you. I love that. Yeah. I, I like that approach because I think some people feel like, okay, what if I can't, you know, what, what if I'm just at the stage of, you know, I can scramble an egg. Like, I love that you're able to like customize it based off that person's skill set, you know, and just them being comfortable with, you know, how they can approach the kitchen situation, <laughs> you know, <laughs> seriously. And I can help them with quantities, you know, there, right. there, there are rules of thumb for not only just your food, but you know, how much appetizers, how much main dish, how much sides, there's also how much alcohol do you need? If you serve mm. alcohol, how much, you know, juices or club sodas or whatever there's, there's rules of thumb that if you if you know those tips and those secrets and the shortcuts it makes your planning your scheduling you're pulling it all off and pulling it all together that much easier i love that you just brought up the alcohol situation because what i find is that sometimes i get worried about you know having a full bar or maybe i should have a signature or two signature drinks like would that be probably like a better option to have like signature drinks, like kind of prepped and ready to go or? That is another um, thing you need to consider in conjunction with how much of things are you making? Mm, okay. And is it a drink that if you don't put ice in it, it'll still be good. And you put in your ice on the side. Is it something, like I said, if you had um, a hot apple cider with rum, that could just mm. stay in your slow cooker all day and you don't have to do anything. Right. So it depends on what kind of you know, if you want to make these fancy, you know, there's so many wonderful drinks you can make right now, which is a highlight, but maybe you want to make some of it and then teach somebody else how to do that so they can refill those pitchers. Oh. It doesn't always have to be you doing it, but right. you can say anybody want to learn how to make this really cool drink, you're in charge of doing the refills. Right. And appoint somebody to do that. I like that because... That's always something that's of concern, at least, you know, for me, because I, I, like I said, I always want to make sure I'm doing everything, you know, for my guests. And I don't want to add another thing onto my plate if I don't well, delegate. There's nothing wrong yeah. with delegating. Yeah. And that's a really fun thing. You know, have somebody be the bartender. Right. That's true. You know, people love that. And it, like I said, it gives them something to do. Yeah. Which is really yeah. wonderful. 
Yeah. And, and that's something I'm learning too, is delegating more. Like I'm good at delegating at work, but when I'm at home, I feel like my, it's my kitchen. I'm responsible, you know, so <laughs> just got to learn to like, let take that go. pressure off yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Let go. Let go. Yeah. I, I definitely have to learn to let go. And oh you're creating, God. when you do that, you actually are creating more memories for your guests because right. you're creating a feeling in them and it's the feelings that they get from your party, from your hospitality, from the warmth in your home that they're going to remember. Yeah, maybe right. you had a really stellar dish and they'll remember that too, but it's the feeling that people take away at the end of the night that makes your party memorable. Yeah, no, I, and it's so true because when I think about like, dinner parties that I have had and that I remember and had fun at, it was something that either I cooked something really simple and I just had time to just be with everyone as opposed to the ones where I was just so overwhelmed in the kitchen and just trying to produce, produce, produce. So this is a game changer for me. <laughs> I'm you. I can't wait to hear how your party comes out. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm excited because my niece is actually coming from DC She's in a grad school there in law school at Howard University. So I'm excited for her to come. And a good friend of mine is showing up as well. So, so you should say, let me teach you how to make a dish and incorporate them in the process. Yes. That would and be an amazing experience because not only you're creating a memory, but you're passing around a skill also. And yeah. again, you're delegating. Make it fun. It doesn't all have to be on your shoulders. Yeah, this is true. Another friend that's coming, though, my friend that was saying that's coming, he doesn't cook. Um, and I think huh? <laughs> <What did you laughs> <say>? <laughs> he's, he's normally responsible for like the, the drinks or he'll bring drinks or like ice, but I would like to have him interact in some way in, in the cooking process. So like for people like that, I guess it's just basically the teaching. No, no, no. You can make it real easy. So let's say you were doing a, some kind of so here's, here's a couple of appetizer ideas, depending on what you want to do. So right. if you wanted to make, um, you know, you can buy polenta in these logs and yeah. they're pre-cooked. And I, I like to slice them, bake them so they're nice and, and firm and crisp. And then I'll top them with, um, you can do a, a crab dip. You can do black beans and corn. You can do whatever you want to top it with, a bruschetta, you know, a little tomato uh, and stuff on it. Right. A little bit of cheese and, and tomatoes on it or roasted pepper. So you've already cut the round, you've already baked them. You've already cut your, your red peppers and your cheese and say, assemble these. There's no right. cooking involved. But now all of a sudden he's making a platter of a beautiful appetite. And, and by the way, could you sprinkle a little cilantro on it or parsley? Oh yeah, how cool. He's not cooking, but he's helping. Right. <laughs> so think about the recipes you're making. Mm -hmm. And if it's something that just needs assembly at the last minute, that's perfect for him. That is such a good idea. I've never thought about incorporating that, like him into those actual um, steps because we that's been our running joke for years. Like he's been my friend well over 20 some years. And I was like, and I tell everyone, I've never seen Corey put a pot on a stove. Like I let, let alone boil water. Like, you know, so like <laughs> <laughs> well, this would be a great thing for him then. Yes. And I have to follow up and let you know, you know, how that works out. Because like I said, I, I, I always get so, I guess it's like my codependent component of, I can't let him do that because he doesn't know how to do that. And I don't want him to, you know. Another thing you can do that's, 
even easier than putting toppings on polenta or bruschetta bread. Um, if you're doing crackers and dips, I have a, a lovely round lazy Susan. Maybe you have a platter, however you want to do it. Say, right. take the rolls of, of, of crackers out for me and, and put the dips in these bowls and let him make your crudite platter. You know, he's not cooking either. He's opening up a pile of crackers and making them look nice. You know, it's, it's easy. Right. But it's one less thing you have to do. Right. And he's good at arranging things. There you go. So actually, that would be a good idea. Linda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so serious. This is awesome. Because I'm telling you, anytime he's near the kitchen, I'm like, save yourself, friend. Like, let's not do this. Yeah, but then he'll think he's a pro. And all of a sudden, you have to find a new joke about him. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, this is true because that is all that's been the running joke for years. Corey can't cook. God bless. I love you, Corey, but let's be serious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Linda, this has been amazing. So just let everyone know, like, you know, where they can find how to like access the one-on-one -on -one cooking uh, coaching uh, program that you have and just where they can find you in general, because you're, I love your website. It's so fun. There's just oh, so many you. cool things on there. So yeah, definitely let everyone know where they can find you and you know, how they can ac access the coaching, because I know there's so many people that would need this for sure. Okay. So um, I'm going to see if I can tell you the link for the coaching is mm -hmm. just balabustasecret.com slash holiday dash hosting slash masterclass. And I'll okay. give you the link for it, but um, awesome. just balabustas balaboostasecret.com slash holiday dash hosting dash masterclass. So you can find me there. You can also find me um, on Facebook in my group, Easy Weeknight Dinners for Busy Moms. We have a ton of fun there. Um, there's also a, a holiday hosting video bootcamp I did. So if you join the group, it, you can always watch it. It's under a featured post. It's a lot of fun. Um, my website is balaboostasecret.com and you can reach out to me at Linda at BellaBoostaSecret.com. I love it. Oh my gosh, Linda. I am I'm so glad we connected again. And she just shared some amazing like news about her kids. And it's just, we just I'm glad we got a chance to catch up and just have all these good things that are happening um, for your kids, for you. So I'm just so I'm so happy for you. Seriously. Oh, thanks. And you know, it's a great way to spread good chair before the holidays. Yes. You know, and if you go into it happy and excited and thinking about, wow, I just can't, I love the sound, I have to say, I love the sound of people in my house. Not mm. when my kids, you know, just making noise, but right. when I have company and I hear the conversation and the laughter, you can literally feel the warmth wherever you go. And that's my definition of a Bella Busta. And that's mm -hmm. what I strive to be, to have that, that warm, inviting, loving feeling in your house. And if you approach your holiday preparations with that in your heart, you won't resent all the work you have to do because you know how fun and wonderful it's going to be. Oh, I love it. Thank you for that because uh, this is so special. I, I, I just love connecting with you, Linda. So, so good. So thank you for sharing that last bit because like I said, I think so many people do get that stress feeling 
but that sense of warmth and just creating those memories and the people, it's, it does, it gives you a really good feeling. It's like, I, I am loved and they are loved. And it's, it's just, it's just a good feeling. All around. And that's what it's all about. It's yeah. about family and friendship and sharing and caring. Yeah. And you know what, if you burn the Turkey, if you have that love and warmth and friendship and laughter going on in your house, nobody really cares yeah. about the Turkey. Yeah, this is true. Uh, Linda, thank you so much again. It's been a pleasure. I, I really love coming on with you. It's, it's uh, And I love it too. And it was so funny. I was telling Linda before, it was like my wife, when she listened to the uh, first episode that I had with Linda, she was like, oh my gosh, she seems so much fun. I was like, she is, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, thank you so much again. And thank you all for listening to this week's episode. I hope you all have a wonderful holiday season and we will catch you all later uh, next week. So see you Thanks again. so much. Happy holidays, everybody. Yes. Thank you, Linda. And that's a wrap for another episode of the Eating Me podcast. We are in the holiday season, and I mean in, and some of us are stressed to the max, trying to figure out what to get our loved ones for the holidays. Have no fear. Leisha's here. Share this podcast as a holiday gift for those that you love. They'll love it. They'll be excited and happy that you shared this amazing podcast with them. It's for everyone. Everyone eats. Everyone has struggles. Everyone has triumphs. People want to learn how to cook. People want to know how to best navigate their daily lives as it relates to eating. So this is a no-brainer. Share the podcast. Continue to rate and review. And if you've not, please rate and review the podcast and the episodes of this podcast. Pretty stellar work here, if I may say so myself. And also, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, what are you waiting for? Go on and subscribe to the Eat Me podcast. You'll be the first to know when episodes air. Why not join that part of this whole fun community and be one of the first to know that the podcast episodes are ready to roll when they actually are launching? I love y'all. Have a wonderful holiday season, and I will see y'all next week.